You come at the K, you best not miss. You're not locked in this zone. Zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. Three quarters of the show is here. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. We got time to say what's up, but I don't really want to today. So I'm just going to jump into the show. So, Magic OTAs are over. Magic Detroit minicamp just happened. We got to talk and everything. Injuries galore and all this and all that. But we have a we have someone from our podcast currently missing. And Drew, I need you to enlighten me on why that's the case. Well, I'm not buying scheduling conflicts. Yeah, why? Well, I mean, it wasn't. It was a scheduling conflict. Grant's been busy for the last three episodes. Um, he's asked that we don't put this out publicly, but he's, you know, told me this information. So I feel like it's, it's my duty to the public to uh, say that Grant's been trying out for a uh, edge rushing position for the Ravens. Um, I don't really know where they are in contract negotiations. He was talking about holding in today, uh, saying that, you know, the Ravens offer wasn't enough to him and he wants more than veteran minimum. And I don't know, but, you know, it might be Grant coming off the edge next to a job next year. So we're kind of looking yeah, forward to that. I think, I think I saw him in a picture with the, with the other linebackers. So. Well, that's the thing, too. So he cut his hair, and so he's way less recognizable now. If he still True. had the long hair, he would uh, he would definitely have stood out in practice. I feel like you would have gotten a lot of pictures of him hanging out there. But I feel like he just looks like an average white guy now. Yeah, people would have thought that Hayden Hurst was back. Yeah, they would have thought it was Hayden Hurst. Now they're like, oh, is that Charlie Kohler? Or is that, you know, an offensive lineman? Like, they just really they really don't know who it is. So Yeah, or Ryan Jensen. So, yeah, so, I mean, you know, that would be kind of interesting. We'd be the first Ravens podcast to have a 37-year-old rookie signed off of it. So, you know, you can uh, – Everybody can chase their dreams, but yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Grant Purple and Black next year. Uh, you know, we can harass them on a weekly basis. This is our plan for, do- for backdooring our way into a, a press credential to go, to go to press conferences and uh, show up in the locker room after the game. So how many people right. do you think have listened to this first minute and are like, oh my God, and actually think that that's happening? The, the, I, your, delivery on the, on the, your delivery on it was uh, actually pretty compelling. So I was thinking that while you were saying it, like people are like, if we clip that. Yeah, and put it out there. That sounds, oh, that sounds real. That sounds, yeah. that sounds like. Well, so it's funny. Breaking you and I, last, uh, three weeks ago, we did the, um, I was driving into Fenway episode. So that was just like spur of the moment. Yeah. And like, you know, Jake was, you know, it was like lunchtime in, in his uh, area of the world. And uh, Grant was busy doing something. And I don't remember why Grant couldn't come on last week, but that was legitimate scheduling conflicts between you two. And then this week we weren't even planning to record and, you know, just happened to work out tonight and Grant made plans. So the moral of the story here is Grant doesn't really care about the fans and doesn't really, you know, care about your guys' opinions and doesn't want to uh, give you entertainment. So definitely just next next time he has a wild take about like Jerry Jones better than Eric DePasta or, um, you know, any of the other ones. Yeah, Ryan Poles. Balky. Sauce Gardner is good. George Pickens is good. Just remember that that's the guy who has bailed on you, you fine folks, uh, three weeks in a row. So one of, one of those two takes is correct, at least. None, of, none yeah. of them are. Correct. One of them. So, none. <laughs> he none. tried to he tried to sneak that in. I thought I caught that. I got it. Then. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. You did not. But anyway, mandatory. So we should get into yeah. Included. I was gonna say we should get into real real mini camp news. Um, yeah, let's let's give us some thoughts before we get into. The other situation. Your thoughts on mandatory minicamp? It was full attendance, apparently. And I know what did correct me if I'm wrong. In Harbaugh's press conference today, did he announce that Pat Ricard went, went under off-season hip surgery and he's going to start on the it, PUP list? 
Yeah. Was it? Hip, I misread that. Was it hip or back? Hip. Hip. Okay. Yeah. Hip. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's a key part of the team, and it's kind of disappointing. That was that was pretty much the only bad news that came out of uh, mandatory, you know, mini camp well, for me. That that answers the question. Uh, remember the the sort of the mysterious answer that EDC gave in the uh, in the press conference after the season ended. Yeah, that somebody we, went. Yeah, you know, we only have one player who's going to have off-season surgery, so that's the one. Because people thought that it was, uh, I think, Demarcus Kyle Robinson. Hamilton. They thought. No, they thought it was Kyle Hamilton because, like, a week oh, later, right. he, was he was on crutches. Yeah, that was oh, a sling. Yeah, a sling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think he just like did something to his elbow or whatever. It wasn't like a surgical problem. It was uh, yeah. don't don't move your arm too much. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I guess it could be either one of them because n- n- they didn't. Nobody said one way or the other. Um, if Ricard, I didn't. You saw surgery, Jake. I saw something about he had a procedure to like fix lingering damage. And okay. so I, I don't the, know if the, that was like a, that's then that's got to be the one, right? But I don't know yeah. if it was like because I don't know if it's like an adjustment to his back, and then that's not a surgery. Um, you know what I mean? Like that would just be uh, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. snapping his back into place or whatever's wrong. That I, I would assume that he's got like fourteen slip discs at any given point. Well, just and I don't think that, that that's you don't. There's no nobody's reporting on a fucking chiropractor appointment. You know, like that's right. not a, that's not. And even and even if it was hip or whatever, and it's just a scope, like that's that doesn't you know really come into play for preseason stuff anyway. So no, so that's definitely the that's definitely the surgery that he said they knew yeah. was happening. Which, uh, I mean, you know, honestly, like every year we see these mandatory mini camps and we're like, you know, looking at these no name fucking wide receivers like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to go for, you know, 1400 yards and 12 touchdowns this year and you know, 100 catches and hidden gem, you know, Jordan Lastly or um, what was it Antoine Wesley, Jaleel yeah. Scott, uh, that um, fucking shit bag. The, the guy from Indiana. What about the guy from Indiana? Tannen Doss. Yeah. 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 The kid that uh, went to Louisville with Lamar that we signed as a UDFA that everybody's like, oh, they already got, you know, Jalen like Smith. Yeah, yeah Jalen Smith. That. But, you know, so, I mean, that's usually <laughs> what happens during minicamp is that we get these, you know, fucking bozos pushing these, like, no-name players that are uh, supposed to be these great producers for us. And really, this year, it's been, other than left guard, I mean, there really wasn't much in terms of a shot coming out of, um, you know, mandatory minicamp. Um, the Fish Restaurant tried to poison Odell. Apparently, was he there? I, I don't know. I mean, a lot. If if he was at Jimmy's, a lot of things have been coming up true lately because you know I've had my longstanding. <laughs> but that, beef yeah, with, I, I don't. Jimmy's. I don't think he was though because I think it would have been all over Twitter if he was at, at Jimmy's because you know. I, that's... I, I wish, and this is fucked up, but I wish it was uh, a crab cake that gave him food poisoning because I would have gone back and name searched uh, Ramy's Twitter with Odell. Do you like crab cakes? And be like, way to go, Ramy! You know, he fucking <laughs> killed the guy, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that, when we're talking about shit like that, like Odell had food poisoning, we're making jokes about Jimmy's seafood during mandatory minicamp, not talking about how this undrafted free agent from four years ago is going to be a you know, key producer to the team. Like, you know things are going in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Big time. You even had the nice picture of uh, Steve and Lamar in a golf cart today. I didn't you see know? that. Yeah. Um, I, I assume that Steve pulled him aside and said, Lamar, stop fucking emailing me to be a ground floor investor in the entire gym. But I don't know. Regardless, they looked, you know, again, just talking. So that whole offseason narrative of Scotty hates Lamar and didn't want him to be his quarterback and blah, blah, blah. is just totally shot at this point. Like, there's no – you can't he, spin it as – He signed a check for him for $89 million. You know? Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying like, that – Is that how much it was? 89, right? Was it an 89 million or 85 million? It, 
Yeah, it was, yeah, like it was somewhere in the. Yeah, it was a lot. Regardless, it was, it was a lot of money yeah. up front. But you know, you still had the idiots online spinning that as like, uh, oh, EDC talked him into spending that kind of money, and you know, Harbaugh told him that we really need Lamar to be the quarterback, and that's why he broke down and paid him. And so that just shoots that narrative in the foot again. It's just more, you know, final nails in the coffin to stupid people who talk too much. I think um, that, uh, that 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 Mr. B hears everything because there's a lot of people who you know sort of comment on how he's he he's in the shadows you don't see him we haven't heard from him in three years he's the blah, burner blah, blah. he's the burner guy yeah 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 I, you know yeah. i think late you know, um we we made the rumors about edc's burner account i'm i'm fairly positive steve is the burner guy of the two do you uh, okay do you have the same person in mind that i do when you're talking about that potentially yeah 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 okay it would be quite interesting because of some of the things that I've said to him and he said back to me and then like, right. he's ended up being more right than I was of like, oh, I've heard this is going to happen. And then he's like, yeah, that's, you know, been talked about like a week ago, but that's not like the current information and like the current thing he tells me is what happens. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So we're talking about the same person for sure. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, there there's some interesting characters on Twitter, but yeah, I would like to find Steve and EDC's burners and just make like a nice group chat with them. We can just discuss discuss things during games and whatnot. It's then you go on the yacht. Yeah, you you EDC, Mr. B, me, and uh, Lamar Translator. Yeah, we got to add a wild card in there too. Somebody that we got to be like every <laughs> once in a while, be like, whoa, whoa, chill out, like don't don't go that far. I don't know. <laughs> and we could add Jake I, in there for like comic. If release. I tweet. No. If I tweeted more, I would be the wild card in the situation. That's a fact. Or maybe do we? But throw I like don't a tweet enough. We throw like a visionless Dave in there and have him, uh, you know, just give like the outside perspective every once in a while. Yeah. I'd say he's probably the one. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, Munkin is praising Lamar all week. People are praising Ajabo all week. You really never heard anything bad. Nelson Aguilar had a couple drops. I think that was like the worst thing that I heard about the offense, which again, they're wearing shorts and a t-shirt. So who really fucking cares? I saw um, that, uh, that, that, uh, James Prochet, I saw, I forget what, who, who tweeted it someone who was there i guess I don't know, but, but it was like this the little stock thing you know like mm-hmm. and james prochet and ben cleveland were going down yeah so uh that was the other is is ben cleveland seems to be on the way out if you're you know you put any stock in these mandatory mini camps um john simpson and so I, i've decided his name is mall automotive lulu because that's what it looks like when you read it um mr Sala. i'm not gonna ever yeah, I'm never going to try to pronounce that guy's name right because I'll just it'll get clipped and I'll look like an asshole. So I'm just going to call him that from now on. But I guess Gosh. those two were mainly mainly splitting the first team left guard reps. So that's I'm interesting that, that Cleveland has looked that bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. a ro- a rookie late late round rookie, a rookie who played tackle the last few years right. in college yeah. too. So it's not like he's Dude, uh, it's isn't a, he you know. like gigantic? The and the only thing making him not look like a complete gigantic freak is that we have an even bigger gigantic freak yes i mean he's big but he's not uh i think he's only like six two six three so he's not oh, like flaley okay. where he's like six eight because th- there was a lot of talk about flaley playing guard this year and like i feel like having a six foot eight guy on the interior offensive line yeah. is a bad idea uh, no no it's because you know he stands up and his fat fucking head's gonna get in the way and blocks and passing lanes whereas i you know you want your guards to be like six one to six three i would think would be the ideal height for them yeah. Maybe six five. Oh, the um the Zeitler stuff that came out too was interesting that he wants a contract extension. So I would think that, you know, a lot of the talk was that he was gonna retire after the year. 
Um, that was actually a lot of talk after last season was that, you know, he was mulling over coming back or retiring. And now that he showed up to training camp or, you know, mini camp, whatever the fuck you call this. And it's like, yeah, I'd like to sign an extension. That's, that's interesting because then Voorhees can be your left guard next year. Um, just to follow up on that. Sala is six, five, three twenty two. So he is a fucking giant. He's just not. Uh, well, yeah. Eh. Yeah. He's but not. Is he, so, big. so was it his combine measurement was six, five or was it? Uh, like no, he's, he's or? listed six, five on the Ravens website. His combine measurement, I think was six, six. No, it's usually small. They lie on one. Hold on. His Wikipedia is six, six. Yeah. But you probably just went and edited it to the. No, I'm telling you on the Ravens site, he's six, five. Look, we, we follow high school English. Um, Research requirements, so you can't use Wikipedia as a source. I'm sorry. Well, not, according not to the Baltimore Beatdown, guests of the show, at least one anyway, uh, he's 6'5", 317. Which, which get, did Spencer write that? Or is that somebody else's article? Uh, Jeff Z tweeted it on April 29th, and he's using the combine measurements because 6'5", 317 is, is what he's announcing him. Well, all right. I can't. Uh, yeah, we're we're I'm I'm at a loss here. I can't really uh, keep arguing with this. So. No. All right. All right. I'll accept it. He's taller than I thought, but I mean, I'm like six foot eight myself, so uh, just I can guarantee to, uh, you, nobody would want to come knocking on your door looking for you. Nope. No one want to fly not, into town. I don't know. So do we? Uh, should we get into that whole saga right now? Yeah, uh, of seems course. Like good, seems like a good enough segue as anything. So so, so 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 there was conversation about. Interesting. No, yeah, I'm, gonna, on I'm gonna, Twitter, but I'm, you know who's not? Jacalyn Dobbins. Yeah, Drew he's has, no longer. He's no longer J.K. Dobbins. He's Jacalyn Dobbins. So, um, yes. yeah, just gonna be on a full first name basis. Him. So I'm gonna go through the whole timeline here because I feel like the um, what's it called? Some minimal backstory is required here because I just I don't think people understand. Oh, definitely, what, definitely, what, definitely, definitely, definitely. Old old Jake is blind with this whole scenario so yes please enlighten me so i'm currently searching my own twitter as i uh type this out for you guys um so six eight was last thursday right yeah that was last thursday at 10 17 at 10 17 a.m i tweeted jk dobbins for daniel hunter signed dalvin cook win a super bowl thoughts hashtag ravens flock um it got you know 200 likes i had a bunch of people in the comments calling me you know uh a lot of horrible names. Some people telling me they agree. Some people telling me that I'm the stupidest fucking person they ever read online, whatever. Uh, guy Mike that I follow responded to me. He goes, not bad. Dobbins is so awesome when healthy. I responded to him. I said, yeah, when healthy is the key. So from there about, uh, it was a few hours later, JK, JK Dobbins has now deleted the tweet that he responded to me with. Um, but he called me uh, cabron, which apparently means like fucking asshole. Cabron. Yeah, again, I, I don't really know. And basically said I've only been... Where the fuck is he entire... from? Is like, Because he's not from California or from... Or like, fuck He's in... from Texas. He's, he's from Texas? Get yeah. the fuck yeah. out of here, that bullshit. Yeah, El, El Toro, Texas made is what his boss is. So regardless, that's what he said to me on the timeline. Um, You know, like some fucking stupid-ass comment. Like, I didn't call him injury-prone. I didn't say anything fucking off the wall about him. I just said, like, he's good when he's healthy. I agreed with somebody saying that. Fine. So I quote tweeted that and said, Twitter fingers is back at it again. Um, about 12 seconds after I click send on that tweet, I look at my direct messages and I have a new message request from one, you know, Jacqueline Dobbins 22. Um, I'm just going to read these straight through. Uh, somebody has posted snippets of it online. I've posted some myself as well. But um, 
All right, so me just off the bat, he goes, I definitely don't have Twitter fingers. I would tell you to your face, whatever you want to hear, little dog, ha, ha, ha. I think you have Twitter fingers, though. So I accepted the message request. I don't follow J.K. Dobbins because I, I you know, think he's kind of a twat, but um, and he's continued to prove me right there. So I said, J.K., I would be happy to have this conversation with you in person or through a screen. Immediately hits me with the, what's your address? I said, I live in Massachusetts, but I'm down in Baltimore for three or four games a year. He goes, I don't care, can easily come there. It's like, okay, when you get to Salem, Massachusetts, let me know and I'll give you the exact address. He goes, give it to me right now, big dog. He said, you tweeted the last person's address you did this with. He then responds to me with a question mark, said, I'm not a social media type, you know, type dude, my guy. You don't know me like that, LOL. I gave him a nice little laughing reaction emoji there because he's constantly online. I feel like that was, you know, worth pointing out. I said, um, so at some point I was like, you posted DMs of you and some Ohio slash Browns fan and aired out his whole address. Don't act like that never happened. He said, show me when I did that. I'm like, I'm not digging through two years of your tweets. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't play dumb. About 12 seconds after I clicked send on that, he said, I just went back two years. That never happened. So just say you're not like that. And I was like, I know you're not like that. And he goes, and that you're not about seeing me in person and call a day. And then it says, okay, ha, ha, ha. I was like, next time I'm in Baltimore, I'll let you know. This has got to be the suck eye in you making you emotional or being called Twitter fingers. Um, he then triple messaged me. He says, not emotional at all. I have had one injury. I think you should fix your mouth before you say my name. Would you like the definition of injury prone? I responded with, did you or did you not miss 26 of the last 34 games? Where did I call you injury prone? I said you were very good when you were healthy. And then he responds a couple minutes later to that, goes, LOL, have you ever played a sport before? Crying emoji, enjoy. I was like, I played baseball in college. Not sure why that's relevant, though. Just say you got upset over Twitter for like the 40th time in the last six months and call it a night, bud. And then he said, what exactly would I get upset about? And I asked him that time of the month. That was at 10.23 on last Thursday night. Um, he has not responded to me since then. So the next morning I realized, or the next, yeah, the next morning I realized that his uh, tweets were all deleted. And so I sent him the uh, Bugs Bunny, everyone's gangster till it's tweet deleted meme. And I said, deleting tweets now, question mark. Um, he read that, but did not respond. And then today I DM'd him and said, I'm in Baltimore for business. I sent him exact coordinates of some place in Baltimore. I said, stop by anytime. He read that message. The coordinates I sent him were for the 50-yard line of the uh, Under Armour Performance Center. So, And that's where we are today. I've been getting shit online for about, you know, fucking whole week from little J.K. Dobbins dick riders. But this guy is a certified lunatic. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, we could just we could just do a whole segment on how fucking weird that guy is. And then today you get the whole nonsense about he was uh, claimed he was holding in or Jameson Hensley claimed he was holding in. And then maybe he's not actually holding in. He might have a soft tissue injury. Um, regardless, he was there at the facility all week and has not practiced all week. So okay, so I mean, but in that in that case, um, regardless of the reason he didn't play this week, his outburst last week to you is I have said he, he have comes he 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 came out looking bad no matter what because he should number one he shouldn't have done it shouldn't have done it in the first place it's it's a soft ass move but. Then he got body bagged by you last week. And then this week he's either not on the field because of the contract. And it's silly for him to be demanding anything when he has. And, now, and right. And to be fair, you know, it's he he's right. He had one injury. Right. But the but the 
length of time it took him to get back to speed. And he had to have a second surgery to clean it up, even though he came back early, even though he was talking about how he should have been getting a full workload before he had to go out to get it cleaned up, you know, all those things. Fighting with rap sheet last off season. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Again, so you were, you were first on the, you know, full other side of the fuck Twitter side of JK Dobbins bandwagon. Right. Um, I, and to be I, clear, I'm a big supporter of JK, the football player. Okay. I, I he think is he's good. fucking awesome. Yeah. He is good on the field. He's averaging about six yards. Carry. Actually, while we're here, um, I forgot to do this while I was reading the, uh, Oh yeah. How do I, how do how do I copy the link? Uh, you just hold it down in the, uh, in the group chat. What the fuck? I mean, how do I, um, copy For, the, how do I invite him? You just got to oh. send him the link. I go shit. People are gonna have to know that I'm like technologically retired now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's yeah, because you you like can that, ma- you can make this into just a, a little window on your phone. Yeah, precisely. Oh, yeah, that's what I did. That, that's what I just did to read this. Okay. What should I What should I say? Should I just drop the link and not say anything? Just drop the link and don't say. Say anything. if you're tr- if you're trying to if if you're you know trying to to talk it out. No, I'm just gonna send the link. Just leave it at that. It's way funnier when I just see the scene. Well, he's probably thinks you're sending him like a fucking link to steal his cryptocurrency or something. We're discussing discussing your current antics if you'd like to join us, Jacqueline. I mean, if you want to insult him, just just type out pinche puto mamon. No, no, don't don't do that. I don't know what it, I don't know I'm what it means, it. but I don't know what yeah, it means, yeah. but I don't I want no part. Of it. I, I got I got very I few tell rules you. on Twitter. I got very few rules on Twitter, but most of them are only speak languages you understand because yeah. otherwise you you know run into problems. That's like so going to get into like Chinese letters on your arm as a tattoo. You don't know what that says unless you yeah, exactly. uh, unless you understand yeah, so. Mandarin. Yeah. No, yeah, so that. I'm just waiting for but, his face to pop up so we can uh, readdress this. I can let him know, you know, exactly where we are right now and he can come up. Uh, Come discuss because clearly he wasn't busy practicing all week. And like, I've gotten a lot of very weird people on Twitter being like, you should take the high road here. You should leave him alone. Um, no, like, that's just, that's <laughs> yeah. just not what I do. Uh, what? Number, number one, number one, like, it's the internet. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking leave the guy alone. If I got under your skin that badly for saying, you know, you're good when you're healthy, when you've missed, you've only played eight games in the last, you know, two seasons. And calling you Twitter fingers, and that's what fucking set you off to be like, oh, come fight me. You got no idea who I am. I mean, I'm, you know, yeah, right. luckily, like, a, number one, luckily, like, I'm kind of an asshole online, and I sort of expect this kind of reaction. I didn't expect it to that tweet. I've said a lot of fucked up things to people that uh, on the internet. I was, I was very surprised, too. Yeah, and that's that's the one, like, James Prochet should have sent me, like, 40 death threats already. Or Ben Powers, we were talking about fucking drowning him in the Inner Harbor, like, on a weekly basis on this podcast. And never no, said a word. About Ch- flying uh, uh, Ch- Chuck Clark constantly. Yeah, fucking. I, I tweeted Chuck Clark. How disrespected do you feel not knowing that he fucking blew out his knee? And I tagged him in the tweet. You know, so like again. I, oh, I even, oh, hold on, even, you, hold on. You you didn't do that on purpose. No, I had no idea he was hurt. <laughs> I must have just seen it after the fact, and I was like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, that's I aggressive. It it, <laughs> no, so I, I tweeted it like I tweeted it like the second <laughs> it came out that Amos signed, and then it wasn't until like a couple hours later that um. You know the the knee injury broke, and I was like, "Well, at this point, I, I tweeted after that too." I was like, "The Jets saw um, Chuck Clark covering tight ends in minicamp once, and then was just like, yep, fuck this, and sign Adrian Amos.'" So when I was, I so I think it was like while I was walking my dog that I saw this, and if I saw your tweet, and I was like, "I don't hate Chuck Clark." For, that at first, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely about them signing Adrian Amos," and then I was like, 
but maybe it's actually about like she was trying to say like your your knee doesn't respect you or something like so like just trying to be really fucking mean. I, honestly, like if that was like eleven thirty on a Saturday, I could see that being a tweet that I would send. I think I honestly, was... I think when I was when I was seeing all this, I was walking my dogs at like nine thirty at night, and maybe I'd had a couple bourbons before I did it, so I was like, "Well, that's also a gray area time. That's yeah. a gray area time for me." So, um, yeah, no. So I, I mean, just to get back to uh, Jaquel and our our pussy running back, um, I can't imagine being that soft on the internet and being an NFL player. Like, how does he take getting tackled? How does he take getting and any kind of criticism from the coaches? How does he take, you know, uh, a contract negotiation where running backs aren't getting paid? I mean, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. Saquon Barkley has been much better than J.K. Dobbins has ever been when healthy. And Saquon's been healthy more often than J.K. Dobbins has been healthy. So I just don't understand how he thinks that he's going to get some big contract or what he thinks he deserves here. And how is he going to get fucking emotional or be called Twitter fingers when that's clearly what he has? Um Jacobs, he signed his. Did he sign his his uh tag? I don't think so. I don't what remember. I don't, what I don't that. understand about the rules about signing the tag is if you sign the tag, can you still sign an extension until that July fifteenth date, July or is 17th? that July seventeenth, or is that admitting that you're not going to go anywhere and it's it's done? Like you, like if you sign the tag, no. I think honestly, I think if you sign the tag, you can negotiate while on the tag. You can negotiate an extension on the tag. So if you are, if you if you know you're going to sign the tag and you're looking to negotiate, then signing the tag right away and then leaving the negotiation window open is the smart move. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Well, no, so I, it doesn't matter if you sign or don't sign your tag. You have until July 17th to reach a contract extension. Otherwise, the only thing you can sign is the franchise tag. Right. So like that's a. Yeah. So I, I don't think it. And nobody's giving up two first round picks for a running back. It's just not going to happen. No. So he's not he's not getting traded, and so and, that, and that's where the that flaw in the logic, by the way, from Saquon is about the ten million dollar number. That's why it's ten million because it's even though the ten million dollar number doesn't match the thirty three million dollar number for quarterbacks, there plenty of teams will gladly give you two number one picks for a franchise quarterback. Right. So, but. No one is giving you two first round picks for a franchise tag running back. And who is most people aren't even taking a fucking running back in the first round, like in the real draft. So most of the running backs you see get taken in the NFL draft in the first round are teams who got an extra first round pick. Yeah. And don't, you know, so they're just kind of using it for the cheap fifth year or their teams like the chiefs took Clyde Edwards Hilaire recently. That's one that comes to mind. Uh, they really didn't have other other apparent holes, and so they went for what they felt was best player available at that point. And right. ended up they not being up. the best player. That's available, what I was going to say. Like the BPA is a perfect like if you want to talk about the BPA approach. BPA is like running backs fall into BPA, but most teams don't draft BPA in the first round. No, a lot of teams will do like a mixture of BPA slash need. So it's really that they have yeah. their position that they need, and they're going to take the yeah. best player at that position. Right, but. because you know coming out like there's a shit ton of running backs who are really, really good athletes, football players, running backs, even wide receivers, maybe even quarterbacks, who knows? But like the shelf life on them is, uh, you know, the, it's diminishing return, right? You're not getting much yeah. back out of it. So even, even though they are, if you, if they were actually rating them BPA based on like combine plus tape 
plus stats from college, then running backs would probably like, you know, front load the, the class. But that BPA is based on like draft stock, which has a lot more that goes into it than just what what they've accomplished and what they're capable of on like a short term basis. Right. And so we're just like in this this weird spot for running backs right now, too, where there's a lot there's not a lot of elite running backs, I guess, is the best way to put it. I mean, like Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Well, and Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, I think, does fall into the elite running back class. From, so if you from look at production his numbers, standpoint, I had somebody pointed out to me after I was saying that we should consider signing Dalvin Cook. And I went and looked and his like per carry um, stats, and you can use a lot of nerd stats to back this up too, which I don't really buy into, but basically like for how much he touches the ball, his production has kind of fallen off every year. So is it kind of like a wear and tear deal mm-hmm. of, you know, he's losing a step, but if you put him with Gus Edwards and that Keaton Mitchell kid and maybe Justice Hill, like maybe he's not being relied on to touch the ball so much and maybe right. he's fine for the whole year. And well, you're also when, not throwing a ton of money yeah. at him, you know. When, right. That's, be yeah. when a veteran running back ends up with the Ravens, they're they are walking in knowing and probably happy about the fact they are now in a committee, no matter what. They're yeah. in at least a two man committee, if not a three. Yeah, I mean, and, and if then, you count and Lamar, then, you're yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. And then Lamar is a four because Lamar. I mean, I think even with Munkin, is still going to get four to six, sometimes more carries per game, whether it's by design or or just a. A scramble but Lamar is Lamar's gonna r- still run the ball plenty right and it's so I don't see a downside to bringing in a guy like I don't see an upside to overpaying J.K. Dobbins when no. nobody's paying running backs right now and I don't see a downside to if somebody is willing to give up something for him at this point like why not yeah so here, here, here is the yeah here's the here's where the the mathematical conundrum comes in so Gus Edwards is making $3.4 million or $3.6 million. He's like somewhere. I forget which it's one. It's, it's, it's yeah. one or the other. It's like $3.5 million, basically. Um, J.K. Dobbins, if you look at the current running back contracts and who is getting paid what, and especially the way they play and the role they play and the team they're on, J.K. Dobbins probably shouldn't be making much more than Gus Edwards, even though – Arguably, J.K. Dobbins, if you're looking at ceiling, I think J.K. Dobbins is better than than Gus Edwards. But yeah. Gus Edwards has produced more on the field than J.K. Dobbins has. But they're also having both of them is a, a, a great, you know, asset. And I guess a great problem to have because of what we're it's talking a about McGay, right now. It's a McGay, it's a McGahee Ray Rice thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you got yeah, those yeah. two I don't, guys. But I, but I also don't recall there ever being any friction. No, because again, Ray Rice was a rookie and young and knew he knew, had to yeah. prove himself. Right. And Willis McGee, he had been hurt in his career and had some subpar stops and came to Baltimore and did well right. and was like happy for the opportunity that he got. And he knew that he wasn't, he might be the guy on the stat sheet, but he was never going to be the only guy and that he wasn't going to be relied on for 40. And that was back in the day when the NFL was, you know, your feature back was 35 carries a game. Larry Johnson like he, came to mind. Larry yeah, Johnson. Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes. I mean, how many fucking running backs did the Chiefs kill in that era? Yeah, really. Those guys. The, Sean, who were, Sean Alexander, were, where is he? Right. He's probably got like brain damage now and, you know, like can't talk. Like I never see that guy on television. That era, that era, that like early fantasy football era. Oh, yeah. my God. Those guys I mean, who carried the ball, who would touch the ball 40 plus times a game. 
Good God. Ladanian, Ladanian Tomlinson must have touched the ball 50 times a game. Sometimes. That's what I was. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, that's why I said touched because, like, God yeah, damn, oh, yeah. He, he was catching the ball more than most of the wide receivers on his teams. The only guy who would catch right. more balls than him was Antonio Gates. Yeah, and that all kind of started with Marshall Falk. Like, he was the yeah. one who sort of, um, you know, made that, like, oh, running backs can catch the ball too. And then you would just always get a couple guys like that every year who were, you know, 100 catches and. Brian Westbrook's another one that comes to mind. Didn't Warwick like Dunn a, catch the ball quite a bit too? Yeah, Warwick Dunn in that um, you know Dunn Vic Duckett offense before yeah. um, you know Vic decided to be like a dog fighting piece of shit. Yeah, I mean that was that was back then that guys had those short windows and you know so you had Willis McGahey getting paid like a feature back, but Chester Taylor. You know, yeah, Chester Taylor um, because yeah, he was pre AP, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was he like two thousand four. They played I think, together when he when he went. 2003, he was with the Ravens. 2004, I think he went to uh, Minnesota. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't remember if he came from Minnesota to here or went from here to Minnesota. Or was it was it 2006? Chester Taylor had had a, like a three year run here. Yeah, yeah, we had a, a couple. We had Ricky Williams for a while, who was a decent uh, backup guy. Bernard Pierce. I mean, the Ravens have always yep. been kind of that two running back system, and so you had J.K. last year. And last year is such a weird fucking year for him. Because he's coming off of being pissed off getting hurt in a preseason game, which is understandable. Like, there's a lot of arguments that he shouldn't have been out there, but that was also playing with Lamar. That was like the first or second snap of the game. Yeah. Like, shit, ha- shit happens. There's a freak play, whatever. It sucks he got hurt, but, you know, and it's, it's, got... and it's in the, like, the Bermuda Triangle of uh, catastrophic knee injuries at, at FedEx right. Field. So, yeah, like, so, it's not just at that stadium, it's in that exact, it's like a 20 yard, radius circle on the field yeah, and it was there's just, been like it was eight a, eight knees eaten up yeah and it was just a it was a freak occurrence like you're you're yeah. you can't you're in that weird spot of like you have your other starters out there so why not have jake out there and get first team looks fine he gets hurt so you know 2021's a wash so 2022 is about to start and he's fighting with ian rapport saying that you know i'm gonna play week one like why are you reporting that i'm going on pup blah 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 i think he didn't get a carry till week three right I think right. week three against the Bengals was his first time. No, back. No, so we said this last week. Week three was not the Bengals. It was the week six was the Bengals. Bengals okay. were, week yeah. three was the Pats. Week five was the that was okay. yeah 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 yeah. Week four was sometime the but sometime between week yep. one and week eighteen we played the Bengals at home for a primetime game. And JK <laughs> yeah, Downs got upset. That was week five. You're right. It, it was, was like, it was the first week. I think it was the first week of October. I think. Yep. It was sure. Right. I, it sounds right. But yeah. So I mean, you go from him. Again, this this June shit talking, this before the year shit talking of has not proven anything on the field and is out here, you know, chirping to Rappaport that I've been busting my ass all offseason and I'm I'm gonna show you. And then Ian Rapport ended up being right. He wasn't ready to go for like three or four weeks. Dead on right. Dead on yeah, right. Dead, and the fact that, right. that JK came back when he did actually was a setback. And I think that he came back when he did because he was shooting off at the fucking mouth, talking about how he was gonna be able to come back. Yeah. So, you know, you, you to to take his own words, like he should stop talking about himself. He should stop saying that he's this this guy and that, you know, writing checks with his mouth that his body can't catch. He should just shut the fuck up and, you know, play football. Because then again, so you, you, you get in that whole shit with Rapport, everybody's kind of like, oh, this guy's sort of a douchebag. Like, why is he fighting about this? Like, oh, he's saying he's coming back and he's not playing. You get the Ronnie Stanley comparisons, blah, blah, blah. Then he does come back. He has one decent game against the Bengals and is shooting off at the mouth. 
liking tweets, talking about how he should get the ball more, blah, blah, blah. He gets hurt, and then he comes back and looks very good at the end of the year. Like, you know, credit to him. He he was healthy and ran the ball well. Yep. And did that in a Lamar Jacksonless offense. So I think that that's worth mentioning that, you know, he was doing that in a offense that was not near as good as the one that he had played in before. And then he's, you know, trashing his backup quarterback after they lose a playoff game because he doesn't get a carry from the three-yard line. I mean, who's to say that he was physically ready to run the ball at that point? What if he was on the sideline bitching about a soft tissue injury at that point? Oh, what if his knee was swollen at that point, you know? Like, you know, he's not going to ever tell you that side of the story. And now he's here either – he's had a whole offseason to think about that, to think about what he needs to do to get the ball more. And rather than showing up for OTAs and now showing up for mandatory minicamp, he's nowhere to be found on the field. And it's either because he's hurt or because he's fighting for a contract that he doesn't deserve. All right. So I, like, I have, is that I, a guy you want? Well – so let me uh, also just add to that. What has been the prevailing theme of everything the Ravens have done on offense this, this offseason? Passing the ball. Uh-huh. Yep. So we've all been talking, a lot of people have been opining about if we go and sign DeAndre Hopkins, who's that going to upset? And everyone assumes that it's Rashad Bateman. But is it really that the big problem is actually J.K. Dobbins the entire time. Like everything, somehow J.K. Dobbins interprets, it seems to me, he interprets everything that happens as to how does this affect me, no matter what it is. And we talked about this last week, that it's okay for him to be, we almost want him to be selfish. You know, you want diva players to some extent who are so, I don't know, self-absorbed, self-driven, whatever whatever fucking terminology you want to use that. We want guys who are, who want the ball in their hands and want to do well. Yeah, of course. But when it starts to turn into, I want the ball, I want to do well, I'm not getting the ball and I'm not doing well, and it's everybody else's fault but my own, that's when it becomes a problem. When well, you're popping off, yeah. and this, this is not like, I don't mean to sound like an, you know somebody like lecturing a, a kid here, but like if you're sliding in people's DMs asking for addresses over minuscule Twitter shit, like you're not mentally stable enough to be playing football. You know, like you, you're, you can't you're be, not, you're, yeah, you're not mentally stable enough to be, to have any level of fame whatsoever, because if you're I, cracking under, if you're cracking under the pressure of some dipshit with his face, you know, ta- I've said this a thousand times, my face is photoshopped on a Tony Montana snoring a bunch of Coke as my avatar. And I have uh, you know, I'm smoking a cigar and I have a Red Sox hat on and a Pat Ricard Jersey on the fucking Abbey. And like, if you're looking at that and you're like, I'm fucking mad at this guy, but you know, what do I have like 1100 followers or something like that? Like I'm a, I'm a fucking nobody. I don't matter. And you're getting that upset with me over literally nothing comments. Like you, you just, you're not built for this. You just got to fucking take a chill pill, get away from the internet. True. And if, mean, if, yeah, that if, on, that, yeah. if that's what's going to make him a more successful football player, just delete your Twitter account. And again, you can go look at his likes right now. So there's all this drama going on with him online about, you know, did he, is he holding in or is he injured? And there's only one tweet that he's liked recently. And it's some fucking random woman jerking him off or averaging seven yards of carry while Lamar wasn't in the offense. You know, from like 20 minutes after everything broke. It's, it's her quote tweet of, uh, you know, Jameson Hensley's tweet reporting the story. So yeah, he's again, basically, he's like, uh, I really love this tweet about how I was the MVP of a team that was in a position to be in the playoffs and didn't make the playoffs. We made the playoffs. We just lost. Good. Hmm? We made the playoffs. We just lost. 
made the playoffs, but yeah, but yeah, didn't win. We we may we we may well have not may well have not made the playoffs at all because I mean right, right. and so he's all you know this again he's a me guy which is okay but when being a me guy spills over into you being unable to contain your emotions and act like an adult like it becomes a problem yeah and again uh, somebody uh, I did get a few intelligent speakings to from people and one of them was like. You know, you're you're older and you forget that probably if you were 25 years old and had somebody, or I don't even know if Tobin's 25 yet, what is he, like probably like 23, 24, but you had somebody say something that struck you the wrong way, you know, maybe you would have lashed out at them too. And I'm like, yeah, that is a fair comment. But at some point I would have realized like, yeah, probably shouldn't be DMing strangers saying, give me your address so I can come fight you because you listen, called me Twitter fingers. Listen, if I don't care what age I am, if I am getting a contract for millions of dollars from anyone, I'm then going to say, you know what? I'm not going to send messages to anybody that could in any way compromise my, you know, my, my fortune so in life. Or financial yeah. bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I was my, more well, rationalizing, rationalizing him being angry in the first place. So like, I get that of like, I guess I get his emotional reaction of being like, you know, fuck this guy. Like, why is he saying this shit to me? It's the then take yeah, the close your step. fucking right. cl- cl- exactly. close your laptop or fucking I can't, put your I phone can't away, quote, whatever. I can't quote the entire Tyler the Creator tweet, but I'm sure everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, yes, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Close your eyes, like that was made for J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, and I, it's just it's it's frustrating that we are in a Super Bowl window as well. And I know this sounds dumb, but like if you have an emotional dumbass like that on your team, like who knows what he's gonna fuck up in the season. And who knows the shit that that could cause in the locker room? And it's like, is that a guy that you really want on the team? Who who knows when his emotions are going to become the liability for everyone? That's the big thing. Right. Like you are and I don't know if I, I actually I, I have had DM exchanges with other Ravens players. Um, and the only one that went negative and he wasn't on the Ravens when I had it was Marquise Brown. Um, I've had DM exchanges with a certain inside linebacker who people call sensitive online all the time um, and came into my DMs very similar to the way that JK did. But then when I said, basically I, I tweeted a clip saying that he needed to do something better, this individual. Then he told me that I should shut the fuck up because I don't know the playbook. And then I asked him to elaborate and then he calmly elaborated why I was wrong. And we called it a day. Like, that's okay. That's normal behavior of, you know, I, Again, I'm an idiot online and I made a wrong statement. So if you want to tell me that I'm wrong, that's fine. Like he, he told me that I was wrong. I understood what he was talking about. And we moved on. But like you're coming into my DMs being like, let's fight because you said that I'm good when I'm healthy. Like you're that's just fucking weirdo behavior. Yeah. Also, I think maybe a little transparent that you're not healthy. Right. Right. Like that's the other thing, too, is that you, you're he's a he's again. He wants all the praise for all the shit that he does well. And he wants none of the accountability or none of the, I don't even know what you call it. He, he doesn't want to say what he's doing wrong, or he doesn't want to talk about what's, no, no. what's flawed no. with him. It's everybody no. else's fault. It's Yeah, it's everyone else's fault. And then, like you said, his most recent like is someone talking about what he did when Lamar was not here. So he wants to like take credit for some chunk of time. Success, and, yeah. And, and if you look at it, the defense won a lot of those games. Most of those yeah, games. Yeah, we had the so, best defense in the league at that point. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Yeah. And dude, so, I mean, again, like we could get ugly and we could start playing. Uh, well, does JK not want to play with Lamar anymore? Does JK hate playing with Lamar Jackson? And that's why he's being, you know, sour now is that he thought he was going to be the head of the offense when they traded Lamar away this offseason. And yeah. now they have Lamar. So is now is he being a little, you know, a little baby about that? Like you right. can play all those games because he's putting that shit out there. It's not right. anybody making that up. It's just where that, that would be connecting dots. I don't think that that's what's going on, but I'm saying that you could connect that dot and have, you know, realistic shit to back that point up. Well, especially because like, otherwise there's everything, all the chatter around this team is positive. It's it, right. not only positive. It's like, holy shit, this is a real Super Bowl contender. Uh, this is going to be like potentially a really fun team to watch for, for anyone, whether you're a Ravens fan or not. So I don't know. It's like, I mean, I had a tweet the other day making a joke and I was like, it's great to be on the other side of this. And I listed the bills, digs drama. I listed um, a chiefs player that's holding out for a new contract. Uh, Chris Jones, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Jones. Yeah. So he's not coming in. I made some nonsense up about Burrow losing $8 million gambling. Um, what else did I say? Some Herbert contract stuff. I made fun of Tua and I'm like, it's great that the Ravens aren't on the same side as this. And then yeah. come to find out, like our starting, our alleged starting running back is a drama queen. Yeah. Well, you know, you 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 should have listened to me. Yeah, I, I I really, again, we are not wrong, really, really ever. It just that's really what it goes on to. Um, there's that that gif of Heath Ledger's Joker saying, "I'm not a monster, I'm just ahead of the curve." That's pretty much describes us. Uh, it's this podcast. Yeah, this podcast is, oh, my God, we hate all these people. How fucking stupid are they? And then you look at it a month later, and you're like, oh, shit, they were right the whole time. Yep. Do we have any other uh, odds and ends to get to in terms of, like, Ravens moves that are going to be made or any kind of Ravens news? I, it, it's weird that it's not, you know, there's no, like, DEFCON 5-level panic going on right now. That's your biggest drama right now is that your starting running back is a little baby online. Yeah, no, I mean, th- w- there's been – as far as I can recall, there's I can't there's no like fresh name on the horizon or no no visits no no chat or nothing. I mean it's it's pretty quiet except for the J.K. shit, and I don't know is he being opportunistic because there is no chatter about anything else right now? Maybe I don't know. Well, yeah, but then all they got to do is go say Javian Clowney's visiting us next tomorrow, and that that silences that shit. Because yeah. I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that within the next. You know, two three weeks, you're going to hear uh, a Yannick or, uh, you know, they had talks with Justin Houston. 100%. They had talks with Clowney. Supposedly, Peters is off the market now. Um, nothing's happened with that. But yesterday, it was reported that he was, like, really close to a deal with the Raiders. So, I would I would imagine that that's probably going to get done. But, I mean, you're going to see some other veteran guys come in here. It's just, you know, yeah, yeah. warm camp. Well, uh, warm yeah, camp we're, yeah, yeah, we're approaching camp. Guys who are not... Uh, Confident that they're like the, you know, the first, the first name on the list. If somebody goes down at a position, they're gonna try and go get a contract before all. Or that. they, you know, at some point they're they're supposed to be getting ready to go to a training camp and they're not signed and they're gonna be like, well, I guess there aren't any starting spots for me here and they're gonna start looking at their opportunities and is it, uh, I'm gonna go take a starting job from a, a rookie on a shitty team and maybe, you know, rack up some big numbers and get a big yeah, contract. Guys who, want, guys who want to outplay whoever else is in the room. But at, yeah, so there camp. are the, yeah. And their options become, uh, do I go to Baltimore and be a rotational guy and really excel in that rotation and get a new contract yeah. that way? Or do I go to, uh, 
you know, a shitty bottom of the barrel team and put up garbage time numbers and hope that I get paid next year. Right. And so I, I would think that, you know, Baltimore has got to be in the mix. It, it, there's no way you can have them outside of like a top five team in the NFL right now. Oh, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's interchangeable, I guess, depending on who you ask. But yeah, definitely a top five team. Yeah, I mean, realistically, they're the best team in the AFC North. I know that there are other people who have said otherwise, but I, I can't. I, I look at the Bengals, and again, like their offense is fine, but their defense is, you know, suffering some major losses recently. Uh, you know, especially Jesse Bates, like that was a big part of their defense. You know, the Steelers are just not good. Um, really, no other way to say that. They're a seven to nine win team, and like they'll be, they'll, they'll play you ugly. You know, they got Najee Harris, and they got yeah, um, somehow they will end up at nine wins, but they still suck. Yeah, and you know they're they're that team that if you let them stay close, they'll make that game ugly at the end because they play physical, they beat the fuck out of you. Yep. So like you know, that's my time. Like whatever, they're not a they're not a threat to contend, but they're a threat to beat you any Sunday. And then you know, what are the Browns? I, I, I don't know. Are they a six win team? Or are they a ten win team? Who really knows? But again, I wouldn't put them over the Ravens. No. So you, you have the Ravens as the pretty clear favorite in the North. I would say on paper. Um, I mean, again, you can't ever discredit the Chiefs, so it's probably their conference to go through. Even if maybe they are a little bit weaker than last year, you know, they lost Juju. Um, you know, Mahomes a year older, Kelsey's a year older. They got the drama going on on the defensive line. Like, fine, you can point all that shit out, but they're still the Chiefs, and they're still, you know, I, I feel like you, you have to beat the Chiefs to, you know, win the AFC. Yeah. Uh, Bills are, again, proven that they're a very good regular season team, but playoffs come and Josh Allen turns the ball over a lot and seems to cost them some games here and there. So, and then you got the digs drama going on with them again. Do you trust the chargers? Do you trust the dolphins? Do you trust the jets? Like, no, I don't really trust any of those teams for multitude of reasons. No. Yeah. So yeah. if you're looking at the AFC, I feel like the Ravens really have to be, if, if you're going to put the chiefs on the top there, the Ravens have to be that next tier. And if you're going to oh, put yeah. them second or you're going to put them, you know, third or fourth, like they're still right there. And then NFC is there's nobody really in the NFC that kind of scares me. So I just no. I don't I don't see how you can go in the year without them being a top five team. And so you're going to draw a big name free agent with that potentially, or a big name for who's available right now. I guess I should say. Right, right. So no I, it, it's just it's it's a weird time in Baltimore. It's a it's a good weird. But again, we've said this. We I feel like I feel like we've had the same episode almost three weeks in a row now, where we're just like we don't know what to do because there's nothing to complain about. And because, nothing... J- and because J.K. Dobbins acts stupid in public. Yeah, he's, the, he's the gift that keeps on giving yeah. for content purposes. Yeah, That's right. Good old J.K. But anywho, that's going to do it for this week's installment. Maybe Grant will be back next week. Maybe he won't. But we'll be back to discuss this, that, and the other. But meanwhile, <clears throat> it's time for me to die. Oh! See ya! Down, down 32. 32.